0: A canoe paddle dips and digs into the watery depths. It draws back, forming two perfect vortexes that linger and drift away behind the canoe. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. In July, beauty abounds in farmers' fields far and wide. In the vast rolling hills of northern Maine, the potato blossoms extend from horizon to horizon in an array of white, pink, and purple beneath the expanse of our very own New England big-sky country. Out in the flatlands of Kansas one summer, I was lucky enough to stumble upon miles and miles of highway bordered by countless acres of sunflowers with their stunning yellow blossoms angled perfectly into the sun to make them all the more radiant. Though I have never had the pleasure of visiting France. Rumors of their lavender fields stretching as far as the eye can see sounds like a sight and smell to behold. But here in Maine, at this time of year, in the quiet, shallow backwaters of our mighty rivers and muddy ponds, we have the great pleasure of paddling past fields of dense lavender colored blossoms rivaling in their wildness the tame and orderly fields of French lavender. Pickerel weed. I have learned over the years that wild plants with weed in their name are usually plants worth paying attention to. Yule Gibbons talks of beating the pigs to the pigweed for their tender, delicious leaves. Ragweed is certainly a bit of a nuisance to those among us who suffer from their seasonal clouds of pollen. And of course, in our common language, we often toss around the term weed to describe any plant which we do not know by name and that we find annoying. But as Ralph Waldo Emerson once wrote, what is a weed? A plant whose virtues have yet to be discovered. In my book, the plentiful pickerelweed need no more virtue than being abundant and beautiful during the dog days of summer. The lavender flower spikes may be the most conspicuous feature on this small aquatic plant, but every bit of this plant is spectacular. Most years, by mid to late June, the arrowhead-shaped leaves have emerged from the swampy shallows where they are at home. Then come July, the flower spike emerges and finally opens. At a quick glance, the overall appearance of a blooming pickerelweed patch is of a soft purple. Occasionally, the careful observer might notice that the tops of these rather stiff plants might jiggle and dance in defiance of the motion of the wind, thus betraying the presence of a turtle or large fish making its way through the dense stand of pickerelweed underwater. Upon closer inspection, one realizes that the individual purple flowers look almost orchid-like. They are often covered with fine white hairs, giving each blossom the appearance of it being frosted or glowing. Lastly, on the topmost petal, there are two small yellow spots, which likely serve as a landing indicator for our native bees, which pollinate this lovely little wildflower. It would appear that this weed does indeed have virtue beyond its own beauty. Though I cannot corroborate this with my own lived experience, books and wild edible enthusiasts suggest that the small seeds in the fruits that develop after the pickerelweed blossoms fade are an abundant and nutritious wild food when eaten raw or toasted. Beyond providing our native pollinators with an ample nectar source, these plants create an extensive mat of underwater root and rhizome, which serve a critical ecosystem function by protecting the shoreline from erosion that may occur during flooding or from wave action. So this weekend, you could hop into a canoe or kayak and check out the purple pickerelweed flower for yourself. Look for them in the quiet backwaters and shallow weedy coves of ponds, rivers, and lakes of the eastern half of our continent. You could also take note of their location so you can go back and see for yourself the culinary quality of their small seeds. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, references, contact information, photos, and information about how to subscribe to the show as a podcast by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by Apileated Woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology.